You're listening to Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken on the Tangent Bound Network. Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. Boom. That's a bad outfit. Boom. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Show sure now. Am I the prettiest? Show sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show sure now. Well, who am I? Show sure now. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead. Ready are you? We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Oh, hey, Geeksters! I'm Kylan, and I'm Ken, and you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters! Issue ninety of or ninety one of Geek Watch One. Ha! Huh. I got it. I changed it before you caught me. You had it right before the show, though. You knew it was ninety one. <laughs> hey, it's been a couple shows since I've messed it up. That's hey. true. So. <laughs> But we are once again recording here in Odd Mall, um, and actually, we're not at the end of the show this time. No, no, we're, so we're not incredibly tired and loopy. Not yet. <laughs> well, we're, we're loopy, but that's just normal. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we we made it through one day. That's right. We're recording Sunday morning, right before Odd Mall starts. Everybody's coming in now. Um, but yesterday we had a pretty good day. It was, was a, a full day. day. Yeah. Yes. Um, Odd Mall. We told you guys this was a totally different show this year. We actually had, Kylan had panels all day. Yeah. Did you have people actually, you had some people actually coming to the panels yeah, and stuff I, too. Well, yeah, because we, we did, well, the panels are new for this particular odd mall, number one. And so we had, we, we had panels on art, we had panels on gaming, we had panels on... Paranormal investigating. Par- paranormal investigations, uh, ran the gamut, and, <clears throat> you know, people, people were receptive, um... Some to certain subjects more than others, but like I said, this was the first time for this particular show. But I believe once people know to expect this from Odd Mall, that you're going to probably see a bigger uh, turnout for that sort of thing. Uh, but the uh, the one that we we had one with uh, Carrington from the uh, Multi Meeple, yeah, on uh, how to be an effective DM. And you know what? I sat in on that. And you know what? DMs are taught to be jerks. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. their job. Their job is you to sit to... there and kill everybody. Yeah, you have to consider the worst possible scenario and make people get through it. I, I, I was sitting there and I'm listening. And that's why you said I'd be a good one. You, <laughs> yeah, you basically have to be willing to kill your entire party and you're trying to mm-hmm. actively the whole time. But, you know, it's sort of like if anybody remembers the old Dungeons & Dragons animated series... Was not Dungeon Master. Now he was that, he was that nice. Dungeon Master was nice. I'm like he was actually trying to help and I'm like eh, No, no, because no, if you <laughs> if you said you know Carrington's yeah. uh talk yesterday that was, And I think you said you want to have him back for the May Autumn yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I think we're going to have the same panel mm-hmm. for the next one as, and it seems like he may be recruiting people from Odd Mall 
to come down to the Meeple. Well, they're, they're always looking for GMs at the yeah, Meeple yeah. anyway. Um, and the cool thing was maybe we should, we should talk to Carrington and all the guys at the Meeple about maybe running a series of panels at, like, Con of the Cup. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, then they'll do, like, one panel a day. I mean, we'll advertise for them, no problem. Oh, absolutely. Right. So. I mean, this, this was kind of like a first-time thing, and I, I was the one who suggested to Kylan that he call Carrington about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Carrington now, probably jumped right now on Now that it. we know, considering, considering Odd Mall is not the gaming convention, yeah. now that we know even here it's going to have a few people come out, mm-hmm. then definitely we're going to get them for, yeah. for oh, yeah. Con on the Cobb. Um, but we had the full day of entertainment on the stage. Yep. Yeah. We actually had a new artist. I want to give a shout-out to Matt Miller. Yep. He was awesome. He was actually the last musical artist we had on the stage. He was and, the last-minute fill-in. Yeah, that's, that's right. He did, a, he did a great job. Thank you he did. It was for really good. For just coming in at the last minute like that. Mike actually gave him a call Friday night and had him come <laughs> in today, yesterday. Nice. Because nice. we had our um, – and the guy we had before that, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, – he was also a last-minute fill-in. Like, la- two weeks ago, we got a hold of him. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> so, but Mike and well, I have been working... That, that's what happens with a lot of artists, though. A lot of local artists, especially if they if they just play guitar or if they're just acoustic, whatever, they can just grab their stuff and be here. Exactly. Right. So, um, but I know for May, we're actually talking about bringing a couple bands in, not just the guy with a guitar. Since we're an outdoor show, the outdoor show in May. Oh, the... the Riverside the, Ramble. The Ramble, we, okay. We yeah. don't have to worry about volume. Mm-hmm. That's true. We can actually have a couple bands. I know Mike said he's actually got a full backup band for him nice. that he doesn't usually tour. But then he's going to see if all the guys will come down. Yeah, that'll work well. When we've had full bands inside, it, it's a little distracting, especially yeah. in the night center and that kind of thing. Oh, so. yeah. You, well, the problem is you can control the volume on your guitars, on the bass, on the vocals. You can't. It's hard to control the volume on a b- drum kit. Absolutely. Drum and, is just, and, yeah. and the echo and the openness makes yes. it a little difficult to control anything. <laughs> so, um, but we had uh, Matt Miller, uh, the Oddmall band played yesterday. We actually had a full set. You guys did play yesterday. We that went really well. How did it say, I didn't talk to you guys about it. What did you think? It sounded good from here. Cool. I mean, we're, it, for, for those who don't know, we're actually at the back of the room straight across from the stage. So we get the full effect of all the sound and the volume and, and how things go and... It, it sounded really good. It did. Cool. Thank yeah, you. your sister was like, you look so nervous because you haven't played your bass in eons. And I explained to her, I said, um... Well, a couple months ago. Practice. Yeah, that's the best part. The Oddball Band, the, we practice when we're on stage playing. Yeah. We've had, we've played together twice. And that was on stage at Oddmall in December mm-hmm. and Oddmall here. Yeah, you, you had a bit of a, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes of tuning up going on. But, um, but yeah, you guys did well. Well, the whole point is to have a good time. Yeah. Right. And the Oddmall band hopefully is going to grow and change depending on how we're doing this. Yes. You don't have an auto-tuner, so it's a little bit harder for you anyway. Yeah. So, um, but... O'Brien was here. He had. He was great. We had um, Mike did his awesome set. Yep. But then um, towards the end, actually, you had the kids. You know what's kind of was. It wasn't a so surprise, it, but that's play. where I'm going now. Is we actually had a new um, drama group kind of on yes. the stage. Yep. We had the Oddway Players. That's right. And it wasn't. That was actually kind of cool. It was. Yeah. It was a group created by Ileana Hop. Um, Andy's daughter. She she does. Uh, I think she does like drama classes and mm-hmm. that at school. Mm-hmm. She's very into doing that, and she created this this little set and got some people together, including her sister Rory. And uh, they took to the stage and they did a whole little production, and it was very cute. And there was, I think, the oldest person in there. They had pulled in one of their friends that was eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And everybody else was under the age of like fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they, and it was basically they um, they found a YouTube video that they really loved. Mm-hmm. So they used the soundtrack from that, and they did a performance of what was on the video. That's right, right. So they were all playing as penguins and seals and things seaweed. like that, all on the stage. Yeah, yeah. seaweed. Yeah. Someone was seaweed. Yeah, um, Stormy Smith. Stormy Smith <laughs> yeah. was seaweed. He was just standing up there waving his arms back and forth with the palm fronds. And <laughs> it, it took some trying to put makeup on. You know, it took some guts to get up there and do exactly. it. And, and they're they're you know we don't get huge crowds here, but they had a good number of people in front yeah. of there watching them. So and sometimes the more difficult one was most of that crowd that was sitting there was parents. Uh huh. When you're standing at um, when I've a played lot of kids their age, yeah, yeah. Too. But um, I know for me, I've pl- done all the singing in um, high school and the yeah. plays and all that stuff. And if I don't know anybody in the crowd, that's great, no problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get people that you know, you know, and you, yeah, that's uh-huh. when the nerves kick in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're scared to death. They did a good job. When I first started learning to play bass, I um, learned to play at my church. So it, I had never had sweaty palms before mm-hmm. until I first stepped on the stage there. Because <laughs> everyone knew you. And then, But I was in my uh, mid-20s. Yeah. And these kids are kids yep. doing this. So that's a lot of guts to do Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, and then the other entertainment one was we had Gandersnitch and Lovecraft together. <laughs> doing a love line show. It was hilarious. They did uh, like a Q&A of, of uh, questions about romance mm-hmm. and and it, it was just it was so good. It was, it was so good. Well, anytime and, you get the two and, of them together, it's And fun. the funny thing is there was a lot of innuendo. Oh, yeah. And, but they behaved themselves considering the crowd and then uh, they continued from there to do a bit of a uh, dating game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, game show type of thing, and uh, and that went well too. It was it was an yeah. interesting uh, well, way to close. Anyway. Well, the nice thing was they opened and closed their show by serenading the audience. That's right. With the many renditions of uh, love songs. And well, they kind of serenaded each other, which made it funnier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the best kind of yeah, found one we really liked. They, they did the Humpty Dance. That was awesome. <laughs> and it was Lovecraft singing the Humpty Dance. That's right. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> it kind of just about fell out of his chair. Yeah. yeah. That Things you think. You you never see H.P. Lovecraft doing the Humpty doing dance. the Humpty dance. Oh yeah, yes. With a goblin. Yes. With a goblin. Yeah. And um, well, we saw that in December that Gandersnitch, when he does sing something on stage, is priceless no matter yes. what. Because and it's and they're not. He's not willing, or he's willing to do stuff that should not ever happen. Well, Gandersnitch <laughs> is basically his whole goal is to make everyone uncomfortable. Yes. And if if you're on stage with him, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have to sing I'll Make Love to You? I will never hear that song. I will never hear that song the same anymore. Uh, he did that just for you, honey. Yeah, he yes. did, yes. <laughs> things, that you, things that you can't unhear. Yes. Exactly. exactly. No. So, and then um, that was the entertainment and the panels. There was all kinds of other stuff going on all day yep. yesterday. We had... Um, all the, that's the one I want to go to because the cosplay competition was phenomenal yesterday. It was the biggest we've had. It was the most adults well, we've had. No, in the Night Center, she said we had one that was about fifty people. I think it was the first time oh, they okay. did the Night Center well, when they had here, all the cosplay yeah, groups. Yeah. But it's the biggest one we've had here. We had almost forty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the costumes were amazing. The rest uh-huh. of show, we'll get to that one in a minute. Yep. And the best for the adults was we'll get yeah. that in a minute. But um, that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah. both of, that was that would have been a hard decision, but. Um, the kids, had, we probably had 23 or 24 kids, mm-hmm. and the winner, I was the, I tried to figure out what he was, because he was the three-headed dog. I was like, oh, you're Cerberus, but then, then I'm like, oh, wait, no. No, 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 it was the Harry he Potter one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Cerberus, but yeah, no one knew the name of Cerberus at that point. They just knew him as Fluffy, Fluffy. from Harry Potter. He <laughs> right. was awesome. Um, and the, the, there were only two entries in the group, and they were both kids, actually. Yeah, that would have um, been one of the harder decisions That would have been do. difficult, but the, I think they went with the one that was uh, had a little more handmade touch to it, which yeah. was uh, Princess and Prince Charming, which was very cute. Yes. 
Um, and then we had the adult, which put in... A lot of the adult ones put in a lot of work. Like yes. they, oh, yeah. There was a lot of homemade stuff. There were some furry type things, and there was there was definitely some some effort put into a lot of them. And the one that won was just fantastic. Oh yeah. Well, the one that won first place for the um, adults was actually Jorel yes. from Man of Steel in the gold battle armor. Yes. And he had mm-hmm. made the entire suit out of foam core and things. And, and it he, was all it was all recycled. It was yeah, all salvage yeah. stuff. Yeah, dumpster dives. All yeah, there. and and it was all like if. if you know anything about cosplay, you know that they do a lot of work with various types of foams and they either mold it or carve it. Mm-hmm. And this was all carved. He had the symbol on his chest and yeah. everything. It was. And yeah, it I, looked I pretty saw awesome. I him walking in. Yeah. I, 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 was, yeah. I was walking through the, uh, mm-hmm. the vendor area. When he first came in, I was like, I was like <laughs> my job, I stopped. Yeah. Right, because the light, the sunlight was coming out. <laughs> uh-huh. It's shining off the armor. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, and he well, yeah. he was able to walk around the hall. He also was carrying his basket with Baby Kal-El. Baby yeah. Kal-El, with yes. the beautiful um, blue and red um, shiny um, blanket to go yeah. with him. Yeah. And, gold. and gold. It was gold. very funny. There too. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. very funny. But, um, this, but he was also able to walk around and everybody was yes. able to see him on the hall. The one who won Best of Show couldn't do that because no. there's just no. way too much in it. We had a nine-foot-tall Count Chocula. Yes, it was Count Chocula 2.0. Yes, um, and I actually talked to him backstage. Mm-hmm. He has a Frankenberry, also. He does. Ooh. He actually—that's—that's that's kind of what he became known as was the Frankenberry um, a year or two ago. Yeah, and he's quite known in in cosplay circles. He's kind of like one of the cosplay celebrities almost because this is the style of costume he does. They're always yeah. huge, and um, and this isn't his actual job. He has a regular day job. No, yeah, he's he's um he he's this. like a vending manager, like yeah, he does a restaurant, restaurant work. manager or something. And, um, um, he actually came up here from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which if anybody doesn't know, that's about a three and a half four-hour drive yeah, so yeah. just to do a costume the, contest. Our, our, our contest is kind of apparently becoming known yes. and getting uh, higher quality and stuff but, now. Um, so. He made all of it by hand. The, now, the head obviously sat on top of his head. Yes. He was looking out the chest of this, but it was wired or um, rigged however it was, like puppetry, so that when he moved his head around, the head would move. Yes. Um, and, but, and he alone is like six foot tall, like yeah. taller than six feet, so even then, <laughs> and getting that, he had, he had um, stacks in his shoes. Plus, he had a big, huge headpiece, and yeah, it was the top of it was at nine feet. It was and, amazing. Um, the hands were actually puppeted out because so, yep. they were way longer than his. They was holding a box of Count Chocula. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but and he said actually the mask and stuff. I asked him he's like he, he didn't buy anything. No, he had done all the um, molding and the clay work and the sculpting. He did it all himself. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this guy. I'm hoping I don't remember. I don't know his name off the top of my head. But um, we'll make sure that we'll probably put... Uh, you have pictures of the costume contest. If not, Andy does. We can link yeah. them to our site yeah. if anybody wanted to see it. But I'm, if we saw that yesterday, I'm wondering what are we going to see today? Because there's I a know. second costume contest it'll for the be, first time. It'll be interesting today because is, it is the first time we've had two costume contests in yeah. one weekend. But we always get people showing up in costume on the Sunday. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's partly why Andy was inspired to have a costume contest today as well. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see uh, what kind of turnout we have for that. Yeah. So, um, but that's most of what's going on for Oddball and Geeksters. We don't know what's going to happen for the rest of this at the end of this show because <laughs> we're planning on doing this at the beginning. We don't haven't planned it out totally. If we're going to maybe do some interviews, maybe sit down, talk to some people, maybe yeah, just do a wrap up know. real quick, 10 minutes at the end of the show. I don't know. Your guess is as good as ours. Exactly. At this point. <laughs> so, this is the, the old school Oddball Mystery Show. 
There we go. The first couple of Oddmall shows we did, we did. We like did that. no we idea what we're doing. We said, "Hey, we're at Oddmall. We'll see you in a minute." That's right. That's right. So, but before we do that, it looks like you actually have some geek news, don't you? I do a because bit? because there were a couple big things this week that I really wanted to mention. Okay, I have one thing on mine, but Briefly, I was, you probably have it on yours too. Um, so is it the Disney-related one? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Disney announced two uh, world openings. Um, they announced that the uh, Pandora World of Avatar oh, yes. is going to be opening at Animal Kingdom on May 27th. Of this year? Um, yep. Okay, May 27th, yeah, I knew they were hard to get that done. And, well, yeah, because it's not a, a huge build. It's kind of like converting some stuff that's already there. Yeah. Um, well, so, this yeah, is also so, the one that a lot of people were thinking, why are they doing it? Yeah, Avatar, exactly. I mean, well, the new movies are supposed to be coming. Yeah. As soon as he can find an empty weekend that doesn't they, have Star Wars or Marvel. They apparently <laughs> have plans for a few more movies, not well, they just have, I one think the more. First, the next one's in the can ready to go. Yeah. They're just trying to find an so, open release date. So they ha- the, the world has, um, like, it has, like, this, the, the setting of Pandora with, like, the floating mountains and stuff, and it has... Um, it has a flying, uh, a flight ride, which sounds a lot like the, was it the California Adventure or something? Mm-hmm. The, the flight that you take. Yeah. Um, and it has a river journey. So it's kind of like a couple things that have actually been adapted from other things they already had in Animal Kingdom. And the other bit of news they had was that they have confirmed that Star Wars Land will be opening in 2019. And which one, California or Florida? Both of them. And both. both. Nice. Because a lot of times um, they'll open one and then the other. Yeah, they have said it's opening 2019 across the board. They Nothing more specific than that. Well, I think I know when we're going to have to go to Disneyland. I've never <laughs> been there. I've never been to Disney World, so. So, um, but the other interesting thing is that um, we all know that Star Wars Celebration is in Orlando this year. Yes. It's expected that it's supposed to be in the U.S. again in 2019. Okay. Oh, did, yeah. So you never know if it'll be in Orlando once again and it'll well, they, be perfect they timing like Orlando. Orlando's got a great convention center. They've done it there multiple times. It, Orlando and Anaheim have had it the most amount. The, yeah. Yeah. So they've, Anaheim's they've a much smaller space. building than Orlando. Right. Yeah. So that, that's my that's my Disney news. Okay. Um, I'm all excited about the Star Wars land, obviously. Obviously. You want to go with your story? <laughs> um, actually, did you have the one about the Batman? No, I Warner don't. Brothers has um, all but confirmed they have a new director for Batman. Ah, okay. They, um, they've offered the job to Matt Reeves, which was basically the top of the short list of oh, directors yes, they're looking that. for. Okay. He's, um, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he actually directed Cloverfield, um, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and the new War for the Planet of the Apes is coming this summer. Ah, okay. So they've offered it to him. I mean, I don't know if he's confirmed yet that he's going to do it, but more than likely, that he's he would say most directors, if they're able, will say yes. Right, right. <laughs> so um, it looks like as of right now, Matt Reeves is our new director for um, the Batman, um, and it looks like I was looking at some of the other stories about this because we had speculated on Superpowers and here that um, Ben Affleck looks like he had stepped away from directing because they were just rushing him too much, and he just didn't want to take. He wanted it that. just right, but. It looks like some of that may not be the case because, as of right now, it, um, what a lot of the word you're getting out is that they're not doing a rewrite on the script. They're happy with the script they have because that was another one that they were going to rewrite the t- script totally right. and do this. It looks like, as of right now, they are happy with the script, and it's just a matter of Ben Affleck is almost burned out right now because of the year he had in the last two years. He had um, like two of his own movies that he mm-hmm. did the writing and producing and acting, plus doing Batman versus Superman. He's plus done a lot of movies the past couple that, years for sure. Yeah. So it, it looks like he's just, he's like, you know what? For me to put everything into acting for Batman and writing the script, I'm, I can't do the directing also. Right. So yeah. that's one, 
what they're looking at right now. So they brought in Matt Smith, and you, you know Ben's going to be involved in the directing all anyway, anyway, because he wrote the script. In, wrote the script, and he is Batman. Right. So it'll be someone that's basically collaborating with him. There was one other one I actually saw this morning. Uh oh. Real quick, that um, Fox, the president of Fox, um, 20th Century Fox, has announced that um, they're willing to look at Firefly again. No, 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 no. This is not news. I know. Well, this, this is, is not news because this is the exact same story that has been out for probably five or six years. Okay, um, this was it, one that came they out have from said, this year, I thought. No, no, no. This is, it's the same story that keeps coming out, and they just keep saying the exact same thing. Uh, they keep saying that if Joss comes back, we'll do it. Yeah. They've said that from the beginning. That's what the, that's what the article is saying, too, <laughs> the fact that this is kind of like an underhanded one, because they know Joss Whedon doesn't have any room in his movie <laughs> exactly. to do a TV they, series. Every they time, said, we'll do it if Joss Whedon does it. Every time they Joss make Whedon a comment, <laughs> every time they're asked about it, they say, sure, if Joss will do it, we will. They, yeah. it, it just keeps coming up. You know what, that's going to eventually bite them, though. For some reason, this one got played this time around. Yeah, well, like I said, eventually, that's going to bite them. Because Joss Whedon will say, you know what, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to be like, um, um, uh, uh now Then what? they have no choice. <laughs> because the fans will get behind that, and that'll be that. Oh, yeah. Um, but so what else do you have on I have, I have another, another big piece of geek news. Um, Kevin Smith has announced a Why new... Why would Kevin Smith be geek news? A new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Oh, yes. I saw the headline. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't read, I didn't actually see it, though. Now, the, interestingly, there had been talk about him doing something with Mallrats, something with Clerks. Well, he doesn't want to do another Clerks unless all the main people are on board. Okay. Because yeah. I know he's been, the rumors have been around for a while of the Clerks 3. He's not doing Clerks 3 because one of the main people, and he did not mention them by name, yeah. one of them has opted out entirely of anything Clerks-related. Okay. They've decided they don't want to do it anymore. So he, so Kevin Smith is basically like, well, then I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was Mallrats. He was going to do a sequel, and it was going well. And then with everything he was writing, it was becoming more of a TV series. So he actually went to various places to um, to try and sell it, and like six networks said no. Yeah. So he has, and the thing is, he doesn't actually own everything involved with Mall Rats, so he can only do so much with yeah, it. Yeah, because if I remember, what had happened was um, the Weinstein Company, yeah. after he put out Clerks, they're like, okay, we'll give you the money to do this. That's why they were able to rent out an entire mall and all this other stuff. The Weinstein yeah. Company helped him make that yeah, movie. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he basically sold Clerks and Mall Rats, so he can only go so far with what he can do with that. Without them helping him However, out. he does own Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yes. So he has been... Um, He's he's been writing the the script for the third one, which is Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. And the entire premise is making fun of all the reboots and everything oh, that's nice. been coming around. So um, so that's what he's looking at. There's obviously no kind of um, dates for release or anything, but he wants to start shooting this summer. Nice. So we're getting and another. And of course, Jay hopefully, he's uh, shooting in New Jersey. If you're going to do Jay and Silent Bob, you got to well, get Red Bank. Because of the whole reboot thing, though, he's going back to Hollywood. Yeah. So, but part of it's going to have to be in Jersey. Jersey. It's going to have to be Jersey. So but yeah, and there's going to be the usual load of cameos. Oh yeah, in the, the um, regular cast of characters that's in all of his Especially movies. Especially now, his Kevin Smith knows like everyone in Hollywood, yeah. so it could, you could get anyone in these. And movies. he's going to be one of those directors that everybody's going to want to be in his movie. Yeah, right. They've already so. been to Hollywood once. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the whole premise of it, though. Like yeah. reboot is that they're going back again, and yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's going to be the thing: is count the cameos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just wait, wait till you start getting the cast list on IMDb, and then start looking to see who you can yeah. find. <laughs> so, um, did you have anything else? That's that, what that's I got for now. No, what do you got? What do you got? Kylan got a story. I always have stories. <laughs> yeah, but usually well, she yeah, gives but... them to you. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I, what do you I got? Just... What do you got? All right. Um, so Disney, Disney, Marvel, and Spider, uh, which is the company that basically that's uh, famous for their. Um, 
ski outfits. Okay. Basically, they're they're working with Team USA to uh, the US, United States ski team, and they're doing Marvel themed uh, ski wear. And so the ski, and so the, for the men, it's going to be the uh, Avengers. I think I think it's going to be. No, it'll be from Captain America: uh, Civil War, the Captain America uniform. Okay. For that, and it'll be um, Captain Marvel for the women. You said this is for the U.S. ski team. Yeah, for U.S. ski so, team. So, um, is this going to be for, like for the next Winter Olympics, or is this just for all their regular events during the year? See, I, I, right right now, is it's looking like it's maybe for the regular events, but they may they may we may well, be seeing this for next year the Winter Olympics. Yeah, no, the Winter yeah, Olympics. Twenty eighteen. So. Yeah. It's always so. an even year. Yeah, right. I think it's yeah. Because we're all looking when every like two years. Every now, two years is the Olympics now. Like yeah. that's actually helping the ratings on the Olympics or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, so they're so they're so so. We and we may see an expansion beyond Captain Marvel and Captain America, but right now you got the two captains. Okay. Um, and it looks really good. Um, well, I mean, you've got it's the standard. It's red, white, and blue. I mean, right. like, yeah. what else? Yeah. You can, <laughs> it's perfect for the ski teams. Right. So, so yeah. So that that was announced, uh, I guess last last week. That's we were, pretty cool. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is I didn't get to watch the video all the way through, but I've watched part of it with no sound. Did you see the um, the Avengers: Affinity War um, teaser? They the put Robert out? Downey Jr. Yeah. He, that was live confirmed. from the streaming on Facebook, and then it okay. became a video. Yeah. Well, I saw that the video was up there this morning. I watched part of it with no sound, and it, yeah. it was sweet to see Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, yep. <laughs> and Chris Pratt confirming that you're gonna get Star Lord, Spider Man, and um, Iron Man all in the same movie for right. this movie. They, so it's confirming that it looks like they're every character they've ever put in a Marvel movie so far. Is well, going the, to be in the one main of these the main confirmation they're waiting on now that a lot of people are waiting on is Benedict Cumberbatch. It has not yeah. been said for sure if Doctor Strange is in it, although he should be. I would love uh, to see him out of nowhere just do at the very end, and then he's in Infinity War two. Well, <laughs> see, the other thing is though you have like Thor Ragnarok and that coming yeah. out. You, Come on, what, what Marvel movie do you not get teasers at the end of? Yes. So <laughs> they, they can save these sort of things until one of the teasers and then let you know who's going to be in it. Yeah. So i got to sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's a good little video. Yeah. Yeah, out of nowhere, Doctor Strange is not in the entire movie. And then out of nowhere, he's the one that actually is the linchpin to save the day at the very exactly, end. Exactly, that's right. He comes in, says one thing, casts a spell, and he, it's done. He, he does a groundhog day again on everybody and mm-hmm. just like exactly. yeah, over and over again. Starts playing with time. <laughs> but he's the one who actually handled Thanos. Oh, and, and by the way, which I didn't even think about at the time, apparently in the, in the movie, um, Doctor Strange has his accident on Groundhog Day. And then at the end, when it's doing all that reading <laughs> stuff, it's like, like the movie Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pointed that out or something. That's nice. Funny. <laughs> so I think that's most of the news we found. Yes. Um, Geeksters, like I said, we don't, know what, we don't know any more than you do about what you're going to hear next. Maybe we'll try and find someone to interview who you haven't heard from before. Quite possibly. (laughs) So, we'll see you at some point. Hey, we're talking to you from Odd Mall, uh, Dream World's Con. Was that actually right in the museum? Yeah, we are. We're sitting there in the museum, uh, just hanging out and speaking with. Max, uh, who is the executive director, executive director for the the Canton Canton Museum of Art. See, yeah. So, which you guys have been so awesome opening your space to us here, and I mean, along with this, we're getting this awesome exhibit 
So uh, tell it's us about it. It's terrific to have such a nice crowd that, that has come out. And the, the, the Dream Worlds exhibit is working artists from all over the country, working in science fiction, fantasy, actually the art of imaginative realism, uh, which is a wonderful movement across the country and across the world and, and, and has been going on for decades and decades, uh, if not centuries, as we look back across many of the artistic movements from Europe as well. So this show is, is tremendous, and it does a great deal to showcase everything that we see as pixels today starts as something on a blank canvas or a blank screen. It's nice to see it translated to the, art, to the, the walls in, in uh, the museum. Yeah, and it's awesome that you're seeing um, a display in an art museum of something that even five years ago, people would have said, oh, that's just for games or that's just for comic books. Well, again, like I said, if you look back across the, the, the history of artistic movements, if you look at Renaissance artwork, anything religiously oriented, mythologically oriented, that at the time was considered imaginative realism. And then look at realism and surrealism and the work of Salvador Dali or go back and look at the work of Hieronymus Bosch. These are all imaginative elements that started as forerunners for what we're seeing today. And uh, have, you, have you guys, like, since, I mean, this exhibit, sorry, this exhibit has been going on since December? Yes, this exhibit started in December. It closes on March 12th. And you guys have gotten a really good response to this and... Uh, I mean, how, how are the the public? How are yeah, they it's been a tremendous this? response from the public, uh, from members. One of my things, and in, in when we looked at starting to, to curate this show, and this has been about a two-year process to put this show together, uh, was to make art accessible to many different people. And there are many people that some, they might be intimidated to come to the museum. But if you're going to come and see something that you see every day on TV or film or gaming or on your phone, then it makes it a little less intimidating. So it makes art a little more accessible for folks. Awesome. And what actually did it entail trying to actually put this exhibit together? So this is a, uh, exhibit is guest curated by Chris Seaman, who's a Canton native uh, and a tremendous illustrator. And it uh, amounted to contacting all of these artists and then and myself and Chris and our curator looking to see which pieces that we wanted to put into this show and what was going to be available at the time frame. So it, uh, it takes a while to get it all here, but it's great because it's locally curated and created and done by a Canton native and right here at the Canton Museum of Art. And I think it's awesome that you are bringing art to the people, for the people. And it's great to see all, everybody who's coming in and they're smiling, they're enjoying it. And it like you say, people are, may feel intimidated otherwise, but they're seeing something that is a part of their daily experience in one way or another, and I right. just think that's awesome. Right, absolutely. And you can, look at the, you can look at the works in the gallery and you can see the influence of Dutch Renaissance painting, the old masters. You, you can see a lot of tremendous pieces that show that influence and so while you're in there being entertained you're also learning about art which is what our mission is awesome fantastic i know you only had a couple of minutes to stand here with us so um why don't you let us know, let our listeners know if they wanted to find out more about the Kent museum and the exhibit itself how could they actually find that sure so you can go online at the Kent museum of art website which is cantonart.org or you can visit our facebook page uh, we post a lot of photos on facebook and a lot of things on twitter as well so you can you can check it all out there and you'll see the upcoming exhibits that we have because uh, we have a wonderful ceramics exhibit coming up in the spring, which is called Avatars, Relics from the Future, uh, which is going to be a, a little bit of a, a futuristic excavation and archaeological discovery. And then coming up in the fall, we have Scrimmage, Football and American Art from the Civil War to the Present, which will feature artists like Andy Warhol, Norman Rockwell, and Winslow Homer. 
Nice. Awesome. Great. Well, uh, along with this, we certainly have a lot of uh, awesome stuff to look forward to. So thank you for your time. Right. And uh, thanks for uh, giving GeekWatch One this great interview. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Hey, Geeksters. Welcome back. We are finally, we've made it to the end of another oddball. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. And we are being joined by Mike McFarland and Todd, what's his last name? Jacob Eisen. Jacob Eisen. Uh, we're going to need you on the other side of the table, Todd. <laughs> and, um, we actually have one final interview to help round out the end of the show. Um, we've talked about on the show before um, Mike and Todd's game, Pests. Well, there's a development on that. Yes, indeed. They're ready to go to Kickstarter with this thing. Correct. So um, everybody's heard this before, but give them the quick one minute, what is this game? Elevator speech. So the idea behind the game is that each player plays as an exterminator that specializes in the elimination of one of six types of pests. You have your winged beasts, you got your creepy crawlies, you got your flying bugs, you have your vicious vermin, you have your unwanted guests, and your spooky specters. So each one of the exterminators is trying to get rid of their own type of pests. You're playing in a house that's built out of modular tiles, so every time the game plays differently because the house is never the same. Um, so you're trying to you know, seal off the nest from where the pests are emerging, you're trying to capture the queen and eliminate all the little pests from the house while trying to stop the other players from doing the same thing. Awesome. And uh, so how long did it actually take you guys to develop this? Uh, so from initial concept to playable game was about two months, I think. Like, to, you know, to have something that really played uh, pretty well. Okay. Um, so uh, I had the idea. Uh, it first came to me uh, towards the end of the summer. I had been chopping up this this big log that was in my backyard. Like there was a giant tree that got knocked over uh, in the wake of Superstorm Sandy when it swept through Cleveland. Okay. Uh, this was before uh, my wife and I bought the house, and it uh, it had been cut up and left these just massive, like four foot wide log pieces. So I was chopping one of those up, and I hit a pocket that was rotten in one of them, and ants just swarmed oh. up the axe head, up the axe handle onto my arm oh my inside God. of the gloves. And uh, so, you know, it is impossible to do anything in that situation except run around, like, waving your arms wildly. Um, and the following night, I had a nightmare of beating back waves and waves of bugs inside my house. And, of course, as happens, I woke up and thought, that seems like a great idea for a game. So, uh, so Not what your my, average person would think. My, the, the back of my head is being lovingly correct by a, a goblin named Gandersnitch at the moment. Hello! So, <laughs> yeah. Looks like it's going to go, going to go a little further. <laughs> um, it's okay, this is audio. Exactly. <laughs> can't see it. Thank, thank God you can't see what you said. <laughs> right. uh, it was good for me. <laughs> I'm glad it was good for one of us. <laughs> so um, I started working out the game mechanics, and uh, so I was like just playing around with those in my head for about, uh, for about two weeks, I think. And I got in touch with Todd shortly before uh, Labor Day weekend, and we sat down uh, at a bar by Lake Erie and started tossing ideas back and forth. And like that day, he, like I started getting just streams of sketches of artwork, like you know, every every day a couple of new drawings, which of course kept me pushing forward because when someone else is working harder on a project than you, uh, you know, you kind of want to step it up. <laughs> the challenge. So, Within just challenge accepted, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so yeah, he had almost all of the artwork done in one month. Like, wow! Almost wow. all of it done in a, in a month. 
Um, and we had most of the game like in a really good playable uh, shape uh, about a month after that. After you know, lots and lots of playtesting, blind playtesting. We had people like doing the print and play all over the the country and like in different continents and things like that. Nice. Trying it out and giving us feedback of like what worked, what they didn't understand about the rules, like <laughs> what nice. were problems with it. And so we very quickly were able to manage to like condense that feedback and then through a couple of like all day playtesting sessions where it's like, alright, let's change this variable and play through a couple games. Let's change this variable. So, sort of going about it very scientifically, we managed to get to something that was about 95% of the way to where it is now. Um, and the past four months has just been, like, you know, the little tweaks and refinements and, like, slightly adjusting rules, uh, you know, rewriting things so that they're just a little bit easier to understand. Um, and so, now on uh, February 21st, we're going to be launching the Kickstarter and hopefully, uh, hopefully it takes off. Awesome. awesome. Nice. So what are some of the details on the Kickstarter? You said February 21st was mm -hmm. launching on Kickstarter. Yep. What, how's this going to work? What do we got going on? So it's going to be running for 30 days altogether. Okay. Um, the funding goal, it, unless something changes as far as our um, you know, manufacturing costs or anything in, in the next week and a half, uh, our funding goal is $9,500. Um, I've heard that that's actually that's, low that's for a board game. Yeah, yeah, you that's know, actually we, a good spot. We think it seems pretty reasonable. Uh, and you know, there's there's a lot of components that are in the game, so we feel like it. Uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty reasonable price point. Um, Oh, like, pretty reasonable goal. Our price point for the game is $39, and that includes shipping to uh, anywhere in the U.S., the EU, U.K., Australia, or Canada. Wow, uh, nice. So that's okay. shipping cool. included to, you know, any of those areas. And, uh, and we will, you know, we will fulfill to the rest of the world, but there will be some, a little bit of upcharges for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, $39 is the base game. So no. one, once your Kickstarter ends from that point, how long is it before you'll be shipping out, do you think? You know, that's, that's always a hard hard thing to predict because you have manufacturers and right. then like shipping time to us and then you know our f fulfillment time uh, we're not promising anything before November but okay. we're you know we don't want to set any unrealistic goals and then right. you know fall short of that date um, we're of course hopeful that you know everything will fall in you know <laughs> fall in line and happen ideally um, I'm not going to name the time that I think it's going to happen so let's just say November I, I've got I've got an idea in my mind but I'm not putting aim, it on the record for the fall yeah. exactly so, so now uh, as we know like especially with uh, a lot of tabletop games mm -hmm. uh, you have you, you have the type tabletop game and then you end up with the infamous expansion right so are you all are you, are you guys already Looking at that so, as well, or so we have uh, we have several ideas for expansions. Um, right now, though, uh, we're actually working on five other games that we have in the pipeline. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, so we have we have five other games that are in development right now under the spontaneously combustible games. Uh, yeah, we've know. never made a game before, but let's make five. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be launching any of those until we've fulfilled the first one. So you know, okay. you'll people will be able to know that. We've created a product that they they actually like and was delivered before we launch any of those. But okay. uh, um, we've got we've actually got one of them that's playable here right now. Um, <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's that's been pretty heavily play tested. Um, I will tell you the name of one of the games that we're working on. Uh, it's called Chased by Clowns. Yes, you were talking about. Yeah. So it's a horror game. 
game, in other words. Just as terrifying as it sounds. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that's fun. Where, where can people find Spontaneously Combustible Games? Games.spontaneouslycombustible.com. Okay, and then we know February 21st is the Kickstarter. That's correct. How will people find it on Kickstarter? Uh, so, just search for Pests, um, and it should show up there. Or if you just go to games.spontaneouslycombustible.com, you'll find links there as well. And we'll so. keep track of it, and we'll tweet it for you guys and put it on our page. And that's correct. When it and comes on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, it's Pests the Game is the name ah, that you okay. can look up. So okay. just search for well, Pests nice. the Game. So, and so we'll be Games Pimp for the Stage Pimp. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andy still hasn't gotten me that, that robe and cane. <laughs> We usually put the dead hooker on top of the gift shop. That's right. She wasn't here she this wasn't week. She, right. has uh, here. she has a pin pad that she wears. There you go. If you're I, laughing, but we're, we're, on, we're serious. I, I although, think I although, missed that in previous times. I'll pay more attention able, next he time. He may have been able to get away with the headdress from the, the priestess or whatever it was in, in the museum. Did oh, yeah. That sculpture? Well, that's, <laughs> that, that's what we need headdress. to get into next. Um, oh, that we exhibit all was amazing. All of us had a chance to walk through the exhibit, the Dream World's... What is it? Worlds of Imagination or yes. something yes. like that. Um, you guys have already heard the interview we, that Kyle and I had with Max, who was the executive director of the museum. But all of us had the chance to sit and walk through the museum. So um, Vicky actually is, was able to step in while she's cleaning up. Vicky, what was your impressions of the show? Wow. <laughs> what, the gallery? Yeah, the gallery show. Beautiful work. What was your favorite piece in that? I don't know. We went pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we really had to. a lot of time. Um, but I know, Mike, you said one of your pieces, oh, which the, was awesome. I oh, thought yeah. this thing was great. The, the rocket chimp in there was, yes. was just amazing. Yes. Like, the level of my favorite thing about that piece was the boots that had the like the actual toes with uh, the opposable thumbs on yeah. the boots like that but just the the overall detail I like his brass looking. knuckles he had these awesome yeah, spiked yeah. brass knuckles I absolutely I love that it. You didn't see the, <laughs> <laughs> the I, I also saw, thought that the uh, the really skeptical looking Abe Lincoln um, <laughs> sculpture was was really great Yeah the sculptures in there was great the, the two in the very front one was the creepy half bald lady holding with the pinhead it was a pinhead yeah that was creepy with the guy beside her did you get a good look at? No, it was from a TV show. Well, it was it was one of the traditional freaks pinhead, which is te- which was used on American Horror Story. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But the one beside her, the doctor, whatever, with the flying monkey above him. Did you look at get a close look at some of the detail? Uh huh. Some of the um, he looked real. Yeah, he just this thing, me. Yeah. You get in there, look an inch from its face, and you're expecting this thing to say boop. It was yeah. a dude standing there. They were really <laughs> unnerving and, yeah. and awesome at the same time. That, yeah, that's yeah, what made them awesome. I think. Yep. But um, some of the paintings there, we were Vicky and I were telling on the um, left side towards the back, some of the oil paintings that still looked wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Whoever done it put a little bit of shimmer or a little bit of glitter into the paint, so that when you mm-hmm. looked at an angle and give it a little bit of a shine, like you still had wet oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had I didn't notice that. That's yeah. really cool. They had a really good mix of things. They had the sculptures. They had mm-hmm. the paintings. They had that the layered polymer ones. That, that was that was really neat. Yeah. Really awesome. I was. We were talking about that too. How that that had to take. Forever to actually oh, yeah. make one of those. You yeah. gotta put oh, yeah. a layer of resin down, oh, yeah. and paint that layer of and resin, and then another one, and then a couple yeah, more layers because yeah. it was what at least three to five they inches were th- thick. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were and the resin doesn't dry that thick. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nope. But the way those colors just like worked with each other, and yes. Yes. Seemed, like moved around. Yeah. And you got the three D image out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and having all the different styles in in the gallery too, in the exhibit. Like some of them were a little more cartoony, some were more 
just ethereal and it yeah. just it was awesome. Okay. And some classic fantasy artwork. Like yeah. that sort of stuff. There was that a was lot of incredibly stuff. Incredibly well executed. Yes, there was a lot of stuff that looked like it came straight out of Dungeons and Dragons or mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering or mm-hmm. any other fantasy yep. games anybody's ever played. And then you look, we were looking at the card for each of the artists. And it says, oh, these guys work for Wizards of the Coast and Kaiser Entertainment. <laughs> right. Well, that makes a lot of and sense. And a large, a large portion of them were from Ohio. Yes. Like it was, yeah, which it is was awesome. a very That's local great. kind of thing. Yes, it was um, Chris Speeman. I think. Uh, Seaman. Chris Seaman is Seaman, the yeah, together. He's actually a local Canton artist okay. who has worked for these places also. That's great. And I believe that's how Andy got involved somewhat. I mean, we've been using the building here outside of the museum for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, Chris and Andy already knew each other, I believe. Okay. Now, at some point, Andy's going to hopefully be joining us before we get done <laughs> here. But <laughs> we literally, the show ended at 5 o'clock. It's 5.27 now. Yeah. So we've not even tore down our booths yet. Or the stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy to take a little bit of a break from tearing down sound equipment. Although, <laughs> yeah. I, it looks like my friends have finished most of that tear down. So, uh, well, that is fantastic. See, and that's why you take so, a break. Because they can do it. <laughs> why didn't uh, we well, start to take a break now and do this? <laughs> so, so, huge thank you to my, my musical partners in crime, Sean Benjamin and Kevin Conaway, who apparently have done my work for me. <laughs> and, my, and my good friend Mark Sowers, who, uh, who has been doing like some amazing photography here, and you can mm-hmm. expect to find him they in the future. They all did a great job this weekend, too. Yeah. Really good. So, um, but th- this is the, se- the second day. We, earlier on the show, we told you guys all about the first day. Um, what was some of your um, you guys' impressions of the second day of Oddball now? It went As really well. I was, I was impressed by the fact that we got such a good turnout for the second costume contest mm-hmm. of the weekend. Yes, yes. absolutely. The, the fact that it wasn't just people were just randomly showing up in costume. They obviously came here specifically to be in the contest yep. this time around. So yeah. having it two days in a row actually did work. It looks like a, I'm going to talk to Andy. I think is probably did you ever put on the schedule for two days for the next show? I think so. I, mean, I, I think, think that's what justified. he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's absolutely yeah. justified that's because the, one the thing, turnout was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, the one, and Gander Stitch on the stage um, is the perfect guy to MC this. <laughs> yeah. You can't get by him. He's so quick on the uptake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for his shows, he's script, he said um, they script some of it. But um, when he's working totally on his own or off the cuff, he doesn't break. Yep. He yep. just goes and goes and goes. Absolutely. Totally improv. Absolutely. So it's much better than the two guys they had doing it before Candor Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were nobodies. Were they, they wearing kilts or something? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think they, they, they were on a furlough program or somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of their community service. That's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> But um, this is, yeah, for, and the nice thing was this is the first and only time Oddmall's ever been a pay show. That's right. right. $5 get in the door, and I don't think it hurt the attendance at all. No. No, it and, was And I think, I think it definitely helped that people knew the $5 was going straight to the museum. Exactly. It wasn't like Andy was making a profit on any of that. Yeah. No. It Oddball all went to the museum. Yeah, Andy, Oddmall didn't see any of that money. No. no. So um, that, that's great. This whole thing was a fundraiser for the museum and right. seeing the amount of people in here they made a little bit of money mm-hmm. yeah and he was concerned because it's never there's never been a charge for it before but it does not seem to have affected the attendance yeah. no yep. not at all it's uh, I, I, and it, it seems like we you had people that I don't, I don't know they were just chomping at the bit since December but it was like from the moment those doors opened I think maybe they had to like boot people out. <laughs> we're, we're, don't it, it try, stayed pretty constant. Don't yeah. keep your money in your pocket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the one. Another thing that we were somewhat worried about was um, being in Canton two months apart. 
Right. A lot of shows, if you're in the same place that close, it'll actually affect the second show. People are like, oh, we already saw this. Right. But, but it didn't affect it at all. It almost seemed like we had more people this time than well, we did Well, the December. other thing is, this time of year, there aren't any shows like this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are no shows like this anywhere anyway. Well, no, but you know what I mean. In <laughs> general, the, you know, the craftiness yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, you, this time of year is not And really the, the new edition of the like uh, the open gaming space with oh, yes. uh, the board games of Greater Akron, the BOGA um, mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. library, having that, that was, a, that was a great edition as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm tired. We gotta tear down. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this we're is Andy, a little shorter. This is a little shorter than we were um, gonna go, but Andy's not gonna make it. It looks like, <laughs> and that's probably because he's in the middle of things. Like I said, this yeah. the show just well, ended. He never does anything. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> he just sits on his like giant he's pile of money slacker. and stuff. <laughs> well, that's why he's that's why he's the um, semi regular guest co host of the show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I called him last week. Yeah. <laughs> but if you know, if if you didn't make it to Canton, if you weren't in the area, we. I, I tried to post a few pictures on Instagram. We'll have some pictures on our page, and we're going to link to a bunch of people that were here and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So, and if you haven't had a chance yet, yeah, look at uh, look at us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that. But also, um, if you're not a- if you're not able to get to Canton, Ohio, to see this exhibit, it ends March 21st, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's got about another month. No, so, no, if no. you don't get a chance to see that, check them out on social media. They should be everywhere. Look for the Canton Museum of Art. Um, they, I know they have all kinds of pictures of the exhibit up there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So you got to see what they've done here. And um, Max was saying some of the other exhibits that are coming up. Yeah, the, the upcoming one was like what? Ancient Avatar Future? was one. A- A- Avatar was just sort of like a ancient futuristic. Yeah, it's like a futuristic oh, artifacts, awesome uh, all out of ceramics. Yeah, nice, neat. So, so, so yeah. yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm already there. I'm like, I'm, yeah. Well, yeah, another one they had coming up was towards the summer they'll have a football, well, it being Canton, Ohio, right. a football thing makes sense, but it's a football art exhibit, but it's like from the Civil War all the way through now. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, so, you know. Um, and they had another exhibit in there. They're actually going to have some Andy Warhols and some Rockwells and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, so, they're doing some great stuff here at the, at the museum. Like, and they I, really I was are. really impressed by yeah. uh, by this exhibit, and I'm excited about what they've got coming. Yeah, up. it's it's a small museum, but it's definitely worth a visit if yep. you're yes, in the area. Absolutely. Sure. Right. And if I remember, the actual feed coming in on just a regular day that they're open, it's only like five dollars anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's only like so, five or six something like that. If you get a chance to check out the Canton Museum Art, come check them out. Um, if not. At least come out and check out Oddball again. Well, yeah. Our next well, Oddball, <laughs> next Oddball is going to be May sixth and seventh at the John Estate Center in Akron. You guys will hear more details about that later on down the road. We'll probably give you a couple of weeks before we do that because we need to yeah. get Oddball out of the brain for it, a, it, a little bit. It's, it's free comic book day weekend, so what you're going to do is Friday night. You're going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that open that weekend, too? Yeah, I believe so. I think it is that weekend. And so you can go see Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Saturday morning, you're going to wake up. And then you're going to take the family to get your comics. And then you're going to come to Odd Mall and spend the rest of the day with us. It's going to be a good time. That's right. You come (laughs) shop, hang out, listen to some great music, listen to Gander Stitch on stage. Hey, check out the panels. Exactly. So um, as I'm getting ready to wrap this up, I, we do want to announce that, because we've not told the Geeksters yet, that next week we will have a special guest um, on the show. We're returning. Having, yes, <laughs> returning to the show. Seth Breedlove from the Small Town Monsters uh, movie company, or how, how does he call that? Small Town Monsters. Whatever he calls it. Pictures yeah, whatever. Like that. Yeah. But yeah. he's coming to talk about, um, he finished last fall, put out The Beast of Whitehall. We didn't have him on there to talk about that yet. Yeah. But he's getting ready to start a Kickstarter for his next two movies. It did the start? Okay. Well, he's going to tell us all the details about that. Um, he's doing a movie about the Mothman of Point Pleasant in West Virginia, right? Right. 
Yeah. And one. What's the name of the other one, Vicky? It's Invasion of. Is it the Muck Monsters? No, 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 no. no. Not the Muck Monster one. UFO. Oh, it's yeah. right. Yeah, it was some UFO story that actually goes along with, I believe, the Whitehall stories he had. Yeah. It, it's so part of the story. Today, and it's part of the story that he didn't cover in Whitehall because Whitehall was taking care of was talking about the beast. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's other stories and stuff there too, isn't it? Whitehall is in New York and this is in Pennsylvania. Oh. Well, the whole place has got strange. Okay, Ken's tired. Yes. <laughs> so, but Geeksters, thank you. Um, Mike, uh, Todd, right? Um. Okay. I was good at eventually. <laughs> No worries. I forget every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, Todd, Mike, thank you for um, hanging out with us. Oh, thanks for having um, us. Dawn, Kylan, Vicky, thanks for hanging out and getting this done. We got like all kinds of stuff we got to do. Right. Easter's. Thanks for putting up with another Oddball show. That's right. <laughs> and um, remember, you can find us on all social media. Everything in GeekWatch1, GeekWatch1.com. Um, email's the same thing. Tangibound Network and GeekBound, or Weeby Geeks. Weeby Geeks Geek are network. Make it up now. Hang up. Actually, what I got to say is just remember. No matter where you go, there you are. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast.